What's up? Welcome to episode 27 of the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Bueller. My guest today is Ian Robinson, a.k.a. Black Guy Fox. He is a 27-year-old singer-songwriter and guitarist from Baltimore, Maryland. He now resides in Cumberland. Uh, He says he uses the catchy punk hooks from Green Day, as well as the theatrics of My Chemical Romance and the straightforward, heartfelt lyrics of Frank Turner. Um, He says that he wanted to write music that reflected his life growing up as well as make something intimate enough for a big crowd and yet big enough for a smaller crowd at the same time. Uh, He says his music inspires people to know that there is better tomorrow and promote self-awareness. He is a longtime punk rock kid from the sound of it, uh, like myself, kind of growing up in and out of the scene. Um, we had a really well-rounded chat, I think. Got into a bunch of different things, different issues, uh, as well as his music that he's been working on and just released, including a song called 23%, which I will feature at the end of this episode. If you hang out, uh, I think you'll enjoy our chat. I picked up the song off iTunes, but it is all over the internet. He has four releases. You can check them out wherever you listen to music. And as always, thanks for tuning in. If you're a local DMV musician and you want to be featured on the podcast, or you're working on some new tunes, you can always hit me up on the Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Anyway, episode 27, Team coming on my name is uh brett nice to virtually meet you i guess nice to meet you too um i know meeting up in person these days is i don't know kind of a kind of a pain but uh anyway like i said my name's brett and uh i guess i've been running this thing called the part-time rock star podcast as of late just to kind of keep myself busy and since we're not playing as much music wise as i'm sure you know? Yeah, I feel yeah. But um, anyway, I mean, what I normally do is I put a little nice introduction about you and your music before this chat even starts when you listen to it. But for the sake of repetition, I'll say it again. Um, you know, thanks for coming on. Um, today is Ian Robinson. Is that correct? Yes. Cool. Uh, otherwise known as Black Guy Fox. Is that also... Yes. Right, pronunciation. Ah, pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Cool. So yeah, I mean, um, I was actually listening to some of your stuff today. It's pretty chill. Um, kind of reminds me of uh, a little bit of some of the stuff I listen to now, and definitely used to listen to back in the day when I was a little bit more of a punk rock kid. You know what I mean? But I can kind of tell where you're coming from, if that makes sense. So, um, really, you have the floor if you want to kind of talk about your inspiration for playing or what you've been doing lately or how you got into it in the first place. It's really wherever you want to start. All right, well, um, I grew up listening to, when I was younger, when I first started getting into music, I listened to a lot of that weird 2000s, like, pop-punk emo era, so I listened to a lot of Greenies American Idiot, a lot of My Chemical Romance, a lot of Fall Out Boy. 
Yeah. And I played in I played in a few bands while I was in high school. I picked up a guitar when I was well, maybe like twelve years old and just started just jamming out in my room. And I started I actually started writing music when I was maybe maybe around fourteen or fifteen. Yeah. And, um then when I got older I played in band I played in a few bands in college and I had fun with that, but then every time when I started a band everybody dispersed to transfer just moved back home, so it got to a point where I just said fuck it, I just do it myself. And at that point, I was kind of falling out of love with music. Then I discovered, um, then I discovered Frank Turner and the Sleeping Souls, and like um, Bob Dylan, Woody Guthrie, Billy Brown, all these acts, yeah. and they had that, influence on music. That's so cool. You mentioned Frank Turner. I almost said the Campfire, uh, punk rock sort of stuff, reminded me of that. Thank you. Yeah, he he's been a big influence on how I present myself and how I write music. So. It was something I saw him live with a with a with a few friends at Ramsey Live in Baltimore. Oh yeah. And I discovered um and before I before I went to the show they gave me this album his album Love Iron Song, and I was just hooked on it and it really kind of inspired me really kind of reignited my love for playing and, and for writing music and for music in general again. So he I owe his music and I just owe his whole aesthetic a lot to how I present myself. Uh, that's amazing. I mean, I actually kind of have the same story regarding his music. Um, you know, the Love and I are song and all that, and then uh, getting into the rest of his catalog. So I, I kind of know what you mean, especially being like a an acoustic-oriented guy. Yeah, he, he, he really showed me that. One thing I kind of took away from it was the fact that, granted, me growing up listening to punk music, he kind of showed me you can still be, you can still be punk on, a, on an acoustic guitar. Right, and just, that's that's why I really did love love Iron Song, and even like later on, getting into um, getting into England Keep My Bones, just hearing all those tracks on the album really just inspired me a lot. So, yeah, it's probably my favorite album of his. I don't I don't know if you've actually ever emailed him, but he's really responsive. Believe it or not, I I have emailed him on multiple occasions, yeah. and 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 he just answers right back immediately. Like I just I literally just sent him an email. He spoke out and he really stuck up for a Black Lives Matter movement. And I emailed him giving giving thanks to him and he was just very receptive of it. He said thank you for the kind of, for the kind of remarks. He's trying to educate himself on I guess give him links to how else he could. And he just answered right back saying thank you. We'll keep in touch sometime. Like and I kinda of freaked out a little bit. That's awesome. So, yeah. I know he's been uh doing as much as he can too on the on the live streams and everything else. So yeah, it's cool. Um, kind of a tangent story. I emailed him one time just because I highlighted a Jack Kerouac line um, from that book, On the Road. And then like two weeks later, I bought one of his records and it had the same the same line in the inner sleeve, which I thought was kind of crazy. What was the line? Yeah. Um, it was that one Jer- Jack Kerouac line about... Uh, I'd honestly have to look it up, but kind of being delirious, desirous of everything all at once and something about the exploding um, stars like spiders in the galaxy. I I really am butchering the the quote, (laughs) but it was just something cool that I was like, wow, I don't know, I'll highlight that. And then, uh, yeah, I saw it on his inner sleeve later and I was like, wow, that's kind of cool. I knew most of his stuff came from like different different um, authors. Like I knew the line, um, his line, um, 
England Keep My Bones, the album name, that came from a um, Shakespeare quote. And then Be More Kind came from, came from um, a different author as well. I, I forget the name of it for the life of me, but I know he, he, he likes putting just a piece of literature inside of, his, inside of his music. Yeah, I know he's a tenacious reader, for sure. Um, but anyway, kind of off of the off of the Frank Turner stuff and back to your music. Uh, that's kind of a different rabbit hole. Um, I, I kind of went through your discography as best as I could, but I did go through it on Spotify. And you know how Spotify kind of shuffles things up. So, I mean, if you want to talk about either where you're at now with uh, your latest release, which I think was, was it 23% or is that just your top song? Yeah, that, that's 20%. 23% is my latest release. Yeah, 2020 it looks like. So, I mean, whatever you're kind of interested or fired up to talk about, um, I would say go for it. Um, it looks like you have about four releases. Is that correct? Going back to 2018? Yeah, so 2018, we, um, me, my back, and my backing band, well, my, well, my band, um, the, the full band title was on Black Guy Fox and the Co-Conspirators. Um, so I started this project maybe... I started this project back in 2015. And I... Um, and I started just as, as a solo folk punk project. I always knew what, what I wanted to do with the music. And I had, I had an album planned out already that I was working on. But again, I got to the point where I was just kind of falling out of love with it. And it, and it wasn't until, I guess... 2016-2017, that's where I met my, but well, my now band, so that's where I met my guitar player, Corey Macrith, who is just incredible at everything he does, and our, and my, and my drummer, Jeff, Jeff Davis, too. Yeah. And we're, we're both, they, they play together in an old band called, um, Old Buzzer Band, they toured around the whole U.S., yeah. and I, um, and I was lucky enough to first have Jeff, Jeff climb on the project, and then Corey climbed on. Then Corey decided he wanted to hop on too. And I did not know they were, they were um, intertwined. So, so when we started practicing, we started when we started just playing playing together. It was just it was more along the lines of me trying to work with them because they're already kind of in tune with each other. So it's me trying to catch their vibe and stuff like that. And then we recorded we recorded our album. Um, tr- we recorded our album Trying Times. We recorded that in two days with my friend, with my um, now my good friend Derek Shank. Derek was a local. Derek was his local um, hero around the area because he played in a band called Distorted Penguins around yeah. around Cumberland. And they, again, they also toured around the U.S. too. Um, so we recorded we recorded that album. We we only did eight songs for it. And I remember I remember when I started re- rewriting rewriting my, my um that album at that time. And it was kind of me trying trying to showcase a day, in, uh, a year in the life of just friends because it was it. I just moved to a new area. I moved to Cumberland from Baltimore, and I was trying to get my bearings around. It was just about me and my friends since having both the best year and the worst year possible. So we mm-hmm. so media album, of course, be so of course, are playing more shows together. But it also was, it was also around the time that that we're still dealing with our now current president. And I was just, it was just, there's, there's a few political, political tone, undertones in it, a few things my personal life in it. And it's, I truly do, I'm very proud of that album. Well, well I should be proud of the album anyway, but I'm very proud of how it turned out and how it kind of came together for the most part. And now moving forward, 
And then I released an EP last year called Campfire Chords, which me and Derek recorded again together, just like four songs. Yeah. And I guess trying times, that was very kind of planned out to an extent where I kind of sat down and said to myself, I want to write about this. These are things I want to kind of speak out about. But when it came to, when it came to Campfire Chords, that was more along the lines of I want I wanted to kind of take a moment to kind of just sit down and process how I'm feeling right now and like what I need to and what I need to work on. So it was mostly those were mostly just mental notes, mental notes to myself, just like a memoir. Again, like a like just a few months in life of myself. I got you. So and then with the, with this new release, I started writing again for like another full for another full length album, and. I wanted I wanted to work on work on it with the band. However, COVID nineteen happened, and it kind of yeah. left us. It kind of left us. Um. Um. It kind of left me just kind of sitting at home, just well, before all of our gigs canceled. My um. Corey, Corey, and Jeff, they're both they're both um essential workers, so they're working all the time. And then we just put on a new bass bass player named Zach Dodge, and. Again, he he's also essential as well. So it was just it was just kind of me by myself again. So, but even then, I just I still just continue to write, just trying to process where I'm at at this point, like how I'm feeling. So I kind of I kind I kind of still practice those writing those writing exercises that I did for Campfire Course too. And that's when I decided to put out. I decided to record with my friend out Jeremy Bitesoff, Borderline Studios, and we and we end up putting out um. We ended up putting out um twenty twenty three percent, which is a very again going in. I kind of for these new songs, I kind of dive into my personal life. And at last year, I I met somebody. I fell in love, and at some point, it just it it didn't it just didn't work out. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like a bad breakup. It wasn't like a um evil breakup or a depressing one. It was just. She needed to work on herself. I needed to work on myself, and we, and again, I was kind of feeling of trying to get used to being alone again. And I it took me a while to actually kind of write that down and to write this song. That song was maybe about maybe six months in the works because I didn't know I didn't know how to put it in, how how to put these words in in, um in my mouth and tell her that. So, and I've always been. I've always been very anti breakup songs and and growing up listening listen to fucking Mandy Parade and like all these. I was very I've always while well, I did love those breakup songs I was always very anti them because it's it's never looking back it's never really like one side and it's just and like one person's wrong one person's right one person's wrong that's the end of it. No. Sometimes sometimes it's both it's both mutual and sometimes somebody you can be the asshole in the situation too. So I wanted I wanted a song to kind of showcase that. And which song was it again? Was it twenty three percent? Oh okay. For twenty three percent, yeah. For yeah. twenty three percent is, it's, it's just showing that it's just a mutual thing, and I I still care I still care about her, I still talk to her now and again, but it's mostly just about except again for what it is being just being alone again and just kind of moving forward from there. Well, there's definitely a lot of maturity in that song. I mean it. It's pretty apparent off the bat. Um, you kind of covered a lot of ground there uh, real fast. I was going to mention when you were talking about um, Trying Times that I was listening to Less Song 
more war. And um, that one kind of reminded me specifically of really my favorite band from uh, Philly called Mischief Brew. And they were a folk punk band and uh, highly political. If you've ever heard of them, then you know exactly where they stand. <laughs> um, but where I'm tying the rest of that into is it's cool when you can kind of reach a point in your writing where you're doing what you're saying, which is tying your personal life into some of the more like hardcore political stuff as well. And I, I realize it's a tough thing to toe the line, I think, as a songwriter sometimes. It is, and um, I guess when you, when you look at a song like Love Song World War, by the way, I love Mischief Brew. I That's think awesome. that. <laughs> um, Love Song World War, there's also another song off of Campfire Chorus called Homegrown to Hellbound. And they, they both kind of have a similar, have a similar like, apocalyptic feel to it. Mm-hmm. And just push people to do better stuff. And that's mostly from, that's kind of tied into my personal life and the fact that I have this inevitable fear, well, I guess irrational fear that no matter where I'm at, if I'm playing, if I'm doing this interview right now, if I'm out with friends drinking, that at some point, a bomb's just going to kind of drop. <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah>. And <laughs> that's going to be the end of it. So I have that, because we're, we're in a very just heightened political um, state right now. State of living, so I kind of have that inevitable fear of of what's going to happen. Yeah, I probably joke a little too much about that as far as looking outside and going, well, there's no mushroom clouds yet, so <laughs> <laughs> something's going okay. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, mo- moving forward, it just, I guess when it comes to this song and 20, 23% and other songs off, off of that I started writing. It's, it's exciting, but it's also just scary at the same time because it's kind of me, kind of it's me confronting these demons that I've been kind of pushing off to the side. Now I'm kind of now I'm just kind of battling them and putting them in a song form. It's, it's very music has always been very therapeutic for me. And some songs I do talk, I, I do speak about my own mental health because I do I do have depression, and I've and it's something that I'm I do take medication for, but also something that I am. Um, that I use through music just to convey to other people that battle the same things so I'm going through that it's all going to be okay that's kind of the message about the whole project for the most part yeah I think in order to write a really good song you gotta have some sort of deep seated sadness in there like it's <laughs> it's deep but I don't know then some of the best songwriters like you're able to throw like a little positive spin on it I guess I mean not everything has to be doom and gloom, I guess, unless you're in a, a stoner metal band or, or something like that. But, <laughs> you know, I always like the Counting Crows. Like, you can tell that I actually don't know the singer's name, but there's something so incredibly sad in his soul and in his voice. And yet he still kind of comes out with, like, something that's just ever so slightly uplifting, you know? It's, it's funny that you mentioned that because I I always knew who kind of Counting Crows were, but I never really listened to them that well. Then I when I went to go see Frank Turner play, he was playing at Ramsey Life in Baltimore. And he played Watch raining in Baltimore, didn't he? <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah. And then like the next day, I just listened to August and everything after that album. Adam Durritz is just incredible songwriter. Yeah. And his voice is just it's just so captivating. Yeah. So. 
Well, you're not alone in that battle. That's for sure. Like I said, I think all of us who are in this circus, we're here for some some sort of redeeming quality that we can't quite reach. I guess maybe. And that, that that's one thing. So that's one thing I I try to bring this project as well, like message wise, and not even just through music, but just through well, how I interact with people. We are all here for one purpose, and we are. And I try to. This product is the basic my model life, and the product's basic model life is give a fuck about not giving a fuck, basically. So do what you want to do, and live life the way you want to. And if everybody is, if everybody, if nobody agrees with it, then it doesn't matter because you're living your best life possible. But if they do and they follow along, that's great because you are making you are making it. Yeah. I mean, cheers to that. But, uh, you know, yeah, salute. Um, I mean, that's the other good part about music. You know, life can get depressing as shit all the time, but if you can have that one good show or be working on that next record or just turning the experiences into something positive, you know, into songs or anything else. That that was one thing I kind of... I'm still learning more and more and more about this project every day. I'm still kind of discovering myself through this, through this as well. And I always, I always knew when I was younger, music would. I didn't really have to make friends when I was younger in high school. So for me, it was just a matter of locking myself in my room, listening to all these different albums and stuff. And music was the one thing that hasn't judged me and that hasn't really put me, put me in a box and just said and just shipped me off somewhere else. Yeah. So. Doing this now, now I'm seeing that song that some songs, without sounding pretentious, that that some songs that have kind of touched people. I've actually have reached out to people to help them out, or just words I've said on stage or or just in passing have helped people out through through a lot of things. That's really comforting. Know that came, that this kind of came full circle. Yeah, that actually have kind of picked up for this, and people are actually kind of getting both the political and also the the personal social messages of the, of this project. Which is just hope, time, and friends are pretty much all, all you need right now. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I know one of the cool things about punk rock in general is like how aggressively accepting it is of everybody at shows. You know, I think if you obviously went to shows, I'm sure as a young kid, and it's like, hey, if you're there, you're allowed to be different, you're allowed to be weird. Like, no one here is <laughs> normal in a way. Like, um, so. And even going back to the Mischief Brew stuff, I, I think the last time I saw them, or maybe it was the memorial show at the Auto Bar, it was so like cool to see the different backgrounds of people who were there. I think I ended up talking to like some 60-year-old couple <laughs> who like, listened to them, and I was like, that's just kind of cool. I wouldn't expect that at a, necessarily a punk rock memorial show, but... You never quite know who your music's going to reach and where it's going to go and who it's going to find and who it's going to connect with. It, it, it's it's true. I've met a lot of people do just like like Frank Turner, just like different shows and stuff. And that's what I'm thinking for when it comes to music, music as well. Just how many friends I've, I've made through it, and now that I'm and just like um, I guess through Frank Turner, I discovered like um all these different other folk punk groups. Like I discovered Matt Plus. Oh, and <laughs> nice. I he played. Um, I actually booked him to play a show here, and um, in Cumberland, and me and me him ended up becoming friends from that. That's awesome. So I talk to him every once in a while. People like him. I've been 
and I'm listening to bands like um, Apes of the State, um, local news legend, like all these different acts, like around this whole East Coast, East Coast, um, East Coast. So it's yeah, nice. It's a small world. I I just had Matt on the podcast not too long ago. He lives uh, down the street from me, uh, here in South Baltimore, basically. Gotcha. In the in the burbs. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a cool dude. I miss Baltimore. I'm I'm born and raised there. Yeah, I mean, if you want to get into it, you can get into how you ended up out in Cumberland. I've only been out there once or twice. I guess most people know Frostburg if they're from Maryland, but outside of that, I don't know. So I I moved to um I moved to. Cumberland five years ago. I went to school at Potomac State College in West Virginia. Yeah. I graduated. I graduated there with a bachelor's in business. And it got to a point where I don't. I did not want to go back home live live with my mom. Mm-hmm. But I also did did not want to go back. And I also don't want to stay in West Virginia because because it's fucking West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But now I had a friend who, who graduated before me and said, listen, if you want somewhere to stay, you can move with me in Cumberland. And I, I plan for that solely to be a, a I plan for that solely to be a, um, a like a interim period because I want to move somewhere else. And I, but then the part of the story is there was a musical that there, that, that, that was a part of American Idiot, the Green Day musical. They did like a local production of that, nice. which I'll do. Or end up end up staying around for that, then I and I also ended up um just kind of falling in love with the area a little bit. I met some really good people down here. I kind of made my and just try, was trying to establish myself in this area. So when I first moved here, I didn't I didn't have a job, so I it was just me and my guitar just um, wandering around just playing, and then I ended up just playing shows around the area to get rent money. So I kind of started from not having a job, just kind of building myself up to to doing this now, so, I am, one thing I, one thing I, I pride myself on is just the fact that this, I've noticed since I've been here, I've just noticed a change in, a change, a change in scene around the area too, I, I've noticed a lot more people doing a lot of cool things, music-wise, um, arts-wise, and stuff like that too, so, a lot of my friends here are, are either, are you a photographer like Jackie Hugh Photography, Maria Maria KD Photography, or are friends and bands around here that I play with all the time? Like um, I'll play with Derek, my friend Derek Shank, my producer, alongside Gib Cockrum. Um, this band called The Hounded from the area, which is just this incredible blues project from my friend Matt, from my friend Matt Bohr. There, there's a lot of cool things happening because I moved here. I'm noticing this transit, this nice little transition. So, and this area is kind of kind of on to come up. Nice. Yeah, I just I was out there the other weekend for a little under the radar like hippie fest sort of thing. It's kind of funny as you go out in the country, it's like people are either pretty open minded or they're very close minded, <laughs> and there's not a lot of like gray area. But when you find <laughs> that, those little niches, like it's cool. <laughs> that's the main thing right now. We're I I've noticed there there's been a change in I guess mindset. There's been a lot more inclusivity. Like um, Jackie Photography. Her name is Jackie McKenzie, and me and her we work on a. Me and her help co- co-organize our Cumberland LGBT Pride Festival. So we're actually actually getting. We are actually putting on um a march here in here in October seventh, October eighteenth. I mean. In Cumberland. Well, yeah. 
Gotcha. We are working on that. Then even 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 during since I'm not really playing out as much. I have like I had like a, I had a few shows during the summer. I had my birthday show, which by the way was entitled Fox and Friends, which I think was just the best pun of all time. <laughs> um, yeah. We had that. Um, we have throwing benefit with my friend Aaron Fraser and Jenny Fraser. Um, but now, even though I'm not, I'm not really playing out as much. I'm still kind of grinding and doing work, and I'm still now since I've gotten this has been five years now. I've been kind of pushing more into activist work around the area too. So I'm just helping, helping, trying, trying to change mindsets, trying to edu- trying to help educate people as much as possible. Just trying to push good word out there because what a, what a good news out there because right now the world again the world is just a scary fucking place. I just want and I'm I'm seeing more of my now now I'm just kind of ranting, but it's rant away. But now now we're seeing more of my black brothers and sisters killed in the streets and the show when it came to George Floyd when it came to Rihanna Taylor when it came when it comes to Ahmed Aubrey and just so many other people it's frustrating so I've always been I've always been kind of active when it came to that cut and it all started when I saw Trevor Martin was killed for having Arizona skills but now I'm moving but George Floyd kind of kind of ignited me a little bit more because Every every single year or every single like three months, I would just hear about another shooting happen or another case of police brutality, and I'm I'm mad at myself. It took me this long to kind of to to get to get this involved, but at the same time, I've I've kind of I'm happy that I'm now kind of pushing for more change and and just trying to and just trying to help out as much as I can around around this area and just help out. I want to be I want to be in D.C. I want to be Baltimore in the streets just protesting and fighting, but. I, my job right now is not in those streets. My job is just right here in my hometown, because I already have friends. Uh, I already have friends that are protesting that that are fighting. I'm glad. I'm thankful for them. I hope they. I hope that they do not get hurt or arrested. But I'm. So, I'm so. I'm so grateful for them nonetheless. I had a um, me and um me and Lauren Cash from Shark Tooth. We had we had a conversation about that about just activism and how and how far we can we can get into. I know she's been protesting in Boston. So she lives there now. And I'm again she's 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 also somebody who inspired me to kinda of speak out a little bit. I remember listening to Sharp Tooth's Clever Girl and just seeing all the stuff they posted, all the activism stuff that they did and they really kinda of inspired me to to not to not stay silent, just wake up and actually do something good. Yeah. And just fight fight for what you believe in, so yeah, I mean, from my limited perspective, it, it's interesting to see kind of, again, going back to being a punk rock kid, I remember, like, it was all the punks that were anti-police and everything else, and it wasn't quite as uh, broad-sweeping, you know? And I often kind of wonder, did uh, did the music scene, you know, push things along a little bit or or not? I'm not saying everyone was full-on leftover crack, if, if you get that reference, <laughs> but, you know... I, th- I feel like it was a long time coming as far as, you know, police go and that subject in general. And that's what I'm thinking about, too. I'm not sure if it was, if it, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to piece together if it was just um, COVID kind of, kind of making people antsy to get out on the streets or it was just, this was the last straw or it was, lo- or if it was just a little bit of both with George Floyd yeah. and COVID. Well, um, but uh, that, that means I'm, uh, I'm sad it took them this long to kind of, for the work to come together on this because it's not just in the U.S. 
pretty much all over for the moot, depending on the area. But I am thankful that things have now that people are now trying to push and make make change. My only hope is that this is not just like a one time fad. I hope that this that we just sustain the pressure and really just push for push for reform. Yeah. No, no matter what, because we need we need system reform, we need police reform, we just need government reform. We need to find out how we want to be as a nation after come November. Well, let me know if I can uh, link anything in the podcast notes episode for you um, with regard to Hagerstown or anything else. Because um, obviously I'll push it out through Instagram and Facebook, but then you know I can drop little links in the episode as well. Okay, I'll send you a link. So I am, I am currently selling T-shirts for um, that say Black Trans Lives Matter on them. They're baseball tees, yeah. and I I am selling those. And half of the proceeds they're going to go to, they're going to go towards the Ogre Project. They're based out of um, New York and New Jersey, and basically they 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 will provide hot meals, mental health services for both for um for Black trans folks who are both. House and safe, but also those who are those who are um, homeless as well. So that's yeah. my latest project right now, and there'll be there'll be some more I've come I've coming up I've coming up here soon. So I'll definitely let you know. Right on. Yeah, well, I mean, um, we've been moving right along here. This podcast is um, I usually go for like thirty, forty five, somewhere in that ballpark. Makes my editing job a little bit easier. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, plans for the future. I mean, I know that the, the virus makes everything pretty tough, booking-wise. Um, but if there's anything you want to get into that you're working on or that you want to promote, I also need to know which song you probably want featured. Um, I could pick one. I mean, I already got a couple favorites, but it's really up to Well, that, that being said, what are your favorites, out of curiosity? Well, you know, like I said, off uh, off the get-go, I liked Less Song, More War. That was pretty cool. And then um, I was listening to Homegrown and Hellbound. And, uh, I mean, 20, 23% seems like your most, uh, like I said, modern slash mature thing that you have as an artist. But, I mean, if there's something else you think you want to throw in there, I'll, I'll get it in there. Oh, I'll go for um. I'll go for twenty three percent. That's the kind of news release I want to push out there. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, as far as stuff I have, I have coming up, I just have um, the Black Pants Last Mayor baseball tees that I'm that I'm selling. Um, as of right now, I do not have any shows lined up. Now it's just a matter of just me kind of writing and just trying to keep myself sane. Yeah. And I guess I guess the only thing I'll I'll push for for the end of this that I'll let everybody who's listening know is that. While things while things seem scary right now, because nothing is the only thing certain is that things are uncertain in this world. Just keep keep pushing yourself. Keep keep trying to stay sane. Just keep protecting one another. Keep loving one another. Sustain this pressure, and that that's just COVID COVID's concern. When it comes to when it comes to this Black Lives Matter movement, no matter if you're on the on the train or just on the fence about it. Have these conversations. Educate yourselves. Educate others. Keep pushing for this change. Talk to your family members. Protect those who are who are oppressed. 
who are just who are just franchise and who are falling apart at the scene right now. No matter if we know them personally, no matter if they're if they're PWC on the streets, protect those around you. The only way we're going to get through this is if we're all together, and that's and that's not opinion. That's just fact. So do what you can. Be helpful. Be kind. Stay safe. Stay loving, and just just wear your fucking mask. That's that's all. That's all I can say. <laughs> well said. Yeah, I, I'm sure the mask thing's a little trickier out there in West Virginia. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think overall, man, like the average person is so much better than sometimes the news or I don't know the internet makes it seem. So that, that's the thing. The mask is is not a polit is not politicized. It's it's just it protects those around you. It, it is an easy thing to wear. So stop making it. Stop making a religious things. Stop making a political thing. Just wear it because the faster the faster we get through this, the faster we can we can go back to playing shows. The faster we can actually go out and go out into the world and just and just have fun. So just just let's just stop being selfish. Educate yourselves and just wear your mask and don't say the N word. And that's pretty much it. Fair enough. So. Well, yeah, I mean, it's been good talking to you. I'm always glad to make new friends and, you know, kind of help people out any little tiny way I can, you know, kind of build this thing up a little bit. So let me know anytime you're uh, looking for shows this way. If I ever hike out that way, maybe I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll throw you a line or something. Sounds good. You you well. What area do you live out in? You, uh, you say you live out in South Baltimore. Yeah, I'm south of Baltimore. Gotcha. Um, I I followed you on Instagram. I saw that you follow your friends with Joey Harkum. Yeah, I had him on here too as as well. Joey Joey's a good friend of mine. Joey Joey is that dude. I grew yeah. I grew he's something I also grew up listening to him with with Pasadena and just seeing him do his solo stuff too. So that's awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. I, I saw him the other day at. Uh, Jimmy Seafood, I think it was. So he's still getting out there and playing and trying to do the thing, you know, make a living yeah. off this madness. <laughs> I'm actually going, going to try to get him down here soon to play a show. So when that happens, I'll let you know. That'd be cool. Yeah, and definitely, too, if you get um, any events going or anything like that, you know. So. I'd have to let you know. Uh, the next, I think. We're gonna try to get some of the stuff. There's a new brewery that just opened up in town too. I'm not sure if you if you've been down. We say you're down there two weeks ago. There's a new brewery that just opened up here called Dig Deep, awesome. and we've been doing we've been doing a lot of events there. So I recommend checking checking them out next time coming to town. Well, I'm a fan of the breweries. Me and uh, me and the other half, we definitely uh, haunt them from time to time for sure. It <laughs> seems like we've been out we've been out in Frederick and Hagerstown like all the time lately. So. Um, Cumberland's, you know, hop, skipping a jump from there, I guess. <laughs> something <laughs> like that. So, yeah. Um, obviously, just text me if something comes up and you want that mentioned. But uh, I'll feature 23% and uh, try to drop some links. I think I sent you over a couple of the drafts of the flyers. Try to clean those up a little bit. And uh, try to get this thing out probably by the end of the week. Sounds good to me. All right, man. Good talking to you. Hope you have a good, good rest of the week. You too, man. I'll talk to you. All right. See you. Upon all these paragraphs on parchment paper that I tore.
So yeah, I want to thank Ian for coming on the podcast, and thank you as well if you tuned in this far. Um, whether you're friends of Ian's or possibly friends of mine, it's always cool to see the people who are listening to it. I'm going to drop one of Ian's links into the podcast notes, uh, which are through Podbean when you click on the link. Uh, they are for t-shirts for the Black Trans Lives Matter baseball long sleeves which you can check out um other than that i hope this episode finds you well safe and sound and staying sane out there and all that otherwise i will see you on the next episode thanks for listening but it's only when i'm not alone up these dilapidated guts inside a parking lot and the trailer led me straight to you when I searched and I searched for what's a boy to do we sold souls for second chances Still kisses like a crime. We took risks on broken hearts, but we gave reason to this rhyme. Now, the weight of this whole world I could now carry with. Lost inside of coffee talks and drunk of tears and laughter Only made one thing sure For once in this life I felt pure Drove all night until the dawn But the sunrise Showed off all the tears in your eyes And I said, I'll be Whatever you want me to be This evening's slowly dying Alongside my broken phone I hope one day you will answer And I'm more than just a ringtone And I'm sorry my actions but I'm grateful for our days I just want our
final chapter to not be a bad cliche. I had to learn the hard way, there's no happily ever after, but story still and for the best. So I hope you know. Yes.